For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Twitter Spaces Changes, Twitter Blue, sunsetting of Twitter fleets, and a lot more with Madeline Sklar. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Twitter changes, then be sure to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, be sure to check out our Social Media Marketing Society. We have a special trial offer where for only a dollar, you can try out a week of the society and get amazing training in-depth tactical training from a lot of amazing social media marketing pros. Check it out by visiting socialmediasociety.info. And now for this week's expert guest. Madeline Sklar is a leading marketing expert on Twitter. She's also a coach and consultant. She's also host of the All Things Audio podcast, which focuses on social audio. And she hosts the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back to the show, Madeline. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me back. love coming on and talking about Twitter. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get to Twitter fleets in a bit, but we're going to start by opening up with Twitter spaces. For those that don't know what Twitter spaces is, it is like Clubhouse. It's a social audio platform. And since you've been on the show, which is, I think, about a month and a half ago, there's been a lot of upgrades, if you will, to Twitter spaces. So before we talk about what that is, why don't you first talk about what is the application for Twitter spaces? Tell us how you're using Twitter spaces. Uh, well, Twitter spaces, as I think, has just become a really uh, game changer just because it's incorporated into the Twitter app. It's not a standalone app like some of the others. And it's been a great way to really connect and enhance your conversations with people. I used to always say, to people that would say to me, like, you know, Twitter, you know, I don't really connect with people. It's not that great for me. I would say, go to a Twitter chat and you'll change your mind very quickly because it's a great way to connect with like-minded people. Now I've added Twitter spaces to that conversation because Twitter spaces is such a great way to connect with so many people that you want to be talking to, whether you're hosting a room yourself or you're just listening or even participating and speaking in a room. Because just like the other social audio platforms, you can see who all is there and you can just be a passive listener and still be connecting with lots of new people who are following every single person in the room and maybe even DMing them and talking to them. So I think it is about time that we've got social audio added to Twitter. So super excited to talk about it. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, Clubhouse kind of started this craziness and Twitter is the next big one. Those are really the only two that I consider very viable options right now. So let's start with how Twitter is making spaces a little bit more findable inside of the app. I know you're part of a early beta test. You can tell us maybe where things are going and how, when we open up Twitter, we're eventually going to be able to find spaces. 
Right, because discoverability is an issue and Twitter is working hard to address that. A lot of us have complained that it's not easy to find rooms and spaces that are going on or even rooms that are coming up. You know, a clubhouse is so easy to know what's going on and when, and it's not the same at Twitter, but they are working on it. What they're doing right now is they're actually testing a discoverability tab at the bottom of the mobile app, right dead center at the bottom in between the other icons. And I'm part of that first 500 beta testers. So those are the ones who have it right now. We've had it since early last month, back in early June. And it allows you, it's not perfect though, Mike, but it allows you to go beyond what you see at the top of your home screen on the mobile app where you see fleets and then you see these little circles in purple that are live rooms and spaces. And I've noticed from my own personal experiences that I'll know that someone has a scheduled room going on right now and I'll look for it at the top tab there where fleets are at and not see it. And it's really not great that you know there's a room going on, but you can't access it. And that's a problem for Twitter right now. So they're testing this this new tab to see if this is enhancing the experience. And I can tell you with my experience on there right now is it still has a ways to go. But what's great about it is that it will show you who is hosting a room right now that you're following or who is speaking in a room right now that you follow. Okay. And it'll show you the room and you can tap and go right in. But then right below that, it'll show you what they consider are top rooms. And I imagine there's an algorithm at play here that's just choosing popular rooms at any given moment. So it's not necessarily anyone you follow, but just these random rooms. I'm hoping at some point, Mike, they connect that to the topics feature. You know, topics is a Great feature. They don't talk about it much, but it's a way to pick different things you see in your feed on Twitter, just based by different types of topics. And we've discussed it on the show before. I would love them for to take that information and apply that when you're trying to discover new rooms, because how cool would it be if one of the things you put in topics is maybe Bitcoin, maybe that's something you're interested in right now, or marketing, social media marketing, that things that relate to that would show up and be easy to discover in spaces. So real quick, just so I understand, once this rolls out to everybody on Twitter, there'll be a new icon that shows up in the bottom. What does it look like off the top of your head? That's correct. Yeah, they're little icon, which are these little dots, these like four little that dots. Weird little triangular dot kind of thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. And when you click on that, what do you see? Do you see what looks like a bunch of tweets or do you see like a little like bunch of rooms or what are they, or spaces? It's a bunch of rooms. Yeah, yeah. it's very pleasing to look at because it's a nice, you know, nice looking screen. It's just part of your Twitter experience where it cool. just shows all these different rooms instead of at the top bar where you see fleets and spaces all jumbled together and you have to scroll across, this this is a vertical scroll, which is what we're all so used to doing. Right. So it makes it a little bit easier to scroll through and look to see what's going on. And the beauty is you can always tap on any room you see and it, it doesn't fully open up. It just opens up enough where you can see who's hosting, who's speaking, how many people are there, what's the topic. Even though it shows you part of that, in this discoverability tab, it shows you more once you open it, but it does not mean you're automatically listening and they see you. Got it. You have to do another tap to actually join and listen. So recordings, is this now available on all rooms or is this also just available to some people at this point? Just for host. If you host a room in spaces, first of all, there's a way to go access your data on Twitter. And it's another little known thing that people don't really talk about on Twitter, but you can go into your, your settings and privacy section and get to your data in there through the account and then your data. And you can download 
all your data on Twitter. And what they're doing now, because I think a lot of us, we've all been saying to Twitter, we would like to be able to have a recording of our rooms. Now, I go a step further and actually use the right hardware and software to record my rooms in, in Twitter spaces. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. And they've been requesting this. So what they did is they added this to the data that you could download anyway. And so it'll take the last 30 days of any rooms you've hosted and it'll be as you get a zip file with all your data. You have to go through it and it can take several days once you request. So it automatically records is what I'm hearing you say. You don't have to push any buttons. Right. It's an automatic because Twitter said from the start with spaces that they do record these and they keep a copy uh, just so that if they had moderation issues or something came up, they could go back and listen in and figure out Got what it. the issue was. So they already have this data. So now they're giving us as hosts access to this data for the previous 30 day period. Now, what they're doing is they're giving you a, a certain file type is called a TS. So people is a .ts so that people say, oh, it stands for Twitter spaces. No, it's a file type for video. And one thing to keep in mind, Spaces is running on the old Periscope platform. Uh, so technically is video, is the audio part of, you know, a Periscope. So minus the video. It sounds like it's not quite ready for prime time, but you can get it if you know what the heck you're doing is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. Exactly. But you can go get that file. You can convert it. There's, you know, free software out there where you can do conversions. You want to do from TS to MP3. I know some people that have done this and they said, hey, it does the job because they're not as audio savvy. They don't know how to you know, do what podcasters do with all of this equipment you need to have. So they've right. been able to make it work and they're, they're happy with it. But Twitter has said early on with Spaces that they will get to a point where it is available to natively record. You would just press a button and have a native recording. Diane is asking if Spaces is available everywhere. Android and iPhone, to the best of your knowledge, is it? Yes. Yeah. It's part of the Twitter app. My understanding is it's still in beta. Yeah. It's part of the Twitter app. Yes. I mean, if you have at least 600 followers, you can host your own rooms. But if you don't have the 600 followers, anyone can go join in any room that's going on at any time as a listener. And you can be invited to be a speaker in a room. You just can't host okay. unless you have at least 600 followers. All right. We're going to move along here. Uh, just a quick announcement here that Twitter Spaces is also allowing ticketed spaces, which we don't really need to talk about, but that's obviously going to enable you to sell tickets to exclusive experiences. I want to talk about Twitter Blue real briefly, and then I really want to get into fleets. So Twitter Blue is now officially rolled out, but not everywhere. So where is it rolled out and how does it work again? Just brief overview. Yeah. It's been put out to Australia and Canada right now because they're still testing it. It's a subscription service. So for a fee, Twitter's saying, we'll give you extra features. We'll let you do some extra things that you can't do at, you know, with a, the free account. So they're trying this out to see if people are interested. Um, so one of the features is being able to organize your bookmarks. So bookmarks is a feature where you can bookmark any tweet, whether you're on mobile or desktop. It's a great feature. And now they have like these folders so you can categorize them and make it easier. I don't think people are going to do it just for that because I don't even know very many people that I use a bookmark like crazy, but a lot of people I know tell me I don't use it or I didn't even know I have that feature. There's an undo tweet feature. It's not an edit tweet feature, but they're calling it undo or basically when you're doing a tweet, you're composing a tweet, 
there's this timer in there that gives you these different, from what I've seen in these mock-ups of it, where the max is 30 seconds, but you have to, on the front end, pick a time frame and then do your tweet. And then if you decide during that time while it's counting down, you could change your mind and go and change the tweet edit. Okay. Crazy question. Can't you just delete a tweet anyways? Yes. Okay. You could always delete. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, like, this is the stupid part of this. It's like, seriously, Twitter? I know. Make something people really want to pay for. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. Fleets. Okay. Okay. Twitter has a history of closing down things it doesn't think works. And obviously right. the real big one was Vine, right? And they might now be looking back at the success of TikTok and be questioning that decision. But Fleets, which is their answer to Instagram stories, they announced literally just a few days ago, right? That they're sunsetting it on the 3rd of August, 2021. And I would imagine your community exploded with reaction to this. What's the word on the street? What are people, what are marketers saying about this decision? Everybody's confused, Mike, that this came out of left field. Nobody saw this coming, especially because we were still seeing fleets in the news and they were just talking last month about these ad tests in fleets. So it just really came as a shock. I know a lot of marketers that use it because what I use it for is to keep some of my top tweets going, give it extra life. Because right. you know, the shelf life of a tweet is very, very short, right? So I'll take some of my tweets each day put them into fleets and it gives it an extra 24 hour boost. You can also put videos. I mean, it's just like Instagram stories. So there's a lot you can do with that. But what Twitter is saying is that they developed it to get new Twitter users more comfortable using the platform, getting comfortable putting content out. And they wanted it to be something that was low pressure. They felt like there was a lot of high anxiety for new users to tweet. So they wanted something that was no pressure, ephemeral. So it's just there for 24 hours. They were so sure it was going to be a hit in that direction. But what I saw happen was that a lot of us marketers are using it in a variety of ways. We're using it like we use Instagram stories. And with my experience on, on there, I get way more views and engagement on fleets than I do in my own Instagram stories. You know, so I'm not too happy about this because I think it's a great marketing tool for us to use on Twitter. Well, I'll tell you what I think might have really been going on behind the scenes. Because if you recall, well, we were going to talk about this. They were going to have ads on fleets and they launched the ads and they probably had nobody taking the ads. And like somebody behind the scenes in product marketing said, oh, no. We built this thing to have a new monetizable opportunity and nobody wants to advertise on it. Shut it down. Now, that's what I think really went on behind the scenes. What they're publicly saying, though, is that there's not been enough engagement, which is shocking to me because on all the other platforms that have this, they're kind of doubling down on it, right? And it's like more and more things coming to Instagram, right? And more and more Facebook's, I mean, video stories is like everything on all the other platforms. And it just seems fascinating to me, but in, not in a bad way. I kind of like the idea if Twitter wants to be known as the platform of interaction, right? Because it sounded like they were saying it was all about conversation. Well, then great. Maybe that's the distinct differentiator is that Twitter is mostly text and all the other platforms are mostly video. And maybe they decided this is a way to differentiate things. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's possible. One thing Twitter has said, though, in all of this is that the features in fleets, you know, the way you can compose the post with the full screen of your camera, just like Instagram stories, like you, you have that way of having instead of just a photo that doesn't take up the whole tweet, but the whole long, you know, 
vertical photo, that they want to experiment with that in tweets for composing tweets and in the camera itself as possibly adding features from fleets and even possibly the gift stickers and just these other features that were part of that. So you'll think they'll just be in the feed. Maybe they're just going to throw it back in the feed. Right. They're probably not going to be vertical though. That's what I'm thinking because the feed doesn't really support vertical. Exactly. Here's what my thought is. And we talked about it this week on my All Things Audio podcast because it, it happened like literally an hour before we went live in spaces for that podcast. So this whole thing with, with discoverability of spaces has been such an issue, like I was talking about. When you get on Twitter, on the mobile app, you're on the home screen, you look at the top, you know, we're used to seeing fleets. It seems a lot of people aren't interested in fleets, according to Twitter. But your spaces are in there and it's cluttered. And I think it's also confusing for new users. And I think they can't tell what's what, not sure what to do with it. So I think they're just doing this. All, I think what you're saying is part of it. I think another part is let's use this opportunity to sunset this feature that isn't doing what we intended it to do because it's using the real estate for our big winner right now, which is spaces. And let's focus more on that and put our resources behind that. I think that's part of it. That and text, right? Because remember they bought review and they're going after uh, Substack with the newsletter stuff. Yes. So I think that they're beginning to see that the audio and the written word side of this is maybe their differentiator, right? Where everybody's going all in on video. I think these guys are going to embrace their foundation, right? Which so many of the top tweeters, if you will, came from journalist backgrounds and media backgrounds, written media backgrounds. So, um, okay. On June 22nd, Twitter said, please stop posting screenshots of Twitter on Instagram stories. You can now share them directly on iOS. Okay. I want to break this down a little bit. You and I were talking pre-show and you know, a lot of people do this. Gary Vaynerchuk probably started this whole trend. You take a screenshot of a tweet, you stick it into your Instagram stories or even Instagram account. And Twitter's like, stop doing that. We're just going to make it fully integrated. Curious what your thoughts are on this. Oh, I think this is great news for us, Mike, because yeah, taking screenshots, is, there's a lot of work involved with doing all of that. Whereas now when you're on the Twitter mobile app and you go to, you know, to the, the share icon at the bottom of the tweet, and normally you, you see all these different options. Now you'll see Instagram stories. So when one tap, it literally opens up your Instagram stories and takes that tweet and places it right on the screen and you're ready to share it in stories. I, I love it. It's just too easy. Have you tried it? Yeah, I played around with it. It's, it's really great. Does it look nice? Because you're right. It is not easy to put it into a story because of the shape of it and everything, right? Exactly. That too. So yeah, I mean, I think this has been a great change. You know, over the years, these platforms don't like playing nice with each other. And, and it's, it's really to our detriment. It's like, how many people are going to sit here and take these screenshots? It's a lot of work doing this. So they've taken all of that out of the picture now. It's just one tap, you're in. And I mean, of course, you can dress it up more once you get it in there if you want. But it literally opens up your Instagram stories and places it right on top. This next one's kind of crazy. It's more like a I want commentary on this, right? Twitter's thinking about allowing you to only tweet to your friends. And this is kind of like Facebook, you know, how you can post to Facebook and say only friends, public versus right. private kind of thing. Doesn't it seem to be something that's just totally against the open nature of Twitter. What's your thoughts on this? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Twitter is all about public discussion and connecting with people all over. And if you're limited, I mean, you can have your Twitter account protected. The tweets are protected. So only people that you allow in can see it. Right. 
But I always tell people, what's the point of that? You know, especially as a marketer, you yeah. you want to be able to tweet out to the world. For kids, I can understand it, right? Right, right. Their thinking is that there might be some people that, you know, they're juggling different kinds of content and some of it, they don't want it to be for everyone. They just, you know, like on Instagram stories, how you can have it go out to just a group of friends. So I think they want to experiment to see, I don't see it working personally. I don't see it being viable, but you know, I give them kudos for wanting to try a lot of different things and, and having that dialogue of here are things we're testing and see if it works. 15 second video ads, it sounds like, are now available on Twitter. Where would these show up? Like, how would this work? Help me understand this. Yeah, it's a new thing they've been testing uh, when you're buying video ads for your account. They did some testing with Bud Light and Virgin Media, and they found that the numbers are staggering. They saw an average of 89% higher completion rate when people went through this process of how they basically came up with some kind of algorithm that looks for people that watches videos on Twitter. They're trying to make sure that when you're doing video ads, it gets to people that are going to open it and watch it. So they somehow came up with some kind of algorithm for this. It feels like it would have been perfect for fleets, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. (laughs) For sure. That's why I'm wondering where this is going to show up. You think it's just going to show up in the feed or something like that? Or is it if someone else is publishing a video, like if there's, I, I can't remember, I think Twitter had to deal with the NFL, right? So if there's live video, you think it's going to be showing up in commercial spots or what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, I think it just depends on how the advertiser is placing their ad in there, yeah. whether it's just, you know, in the stream or right. like the ones we've talked about before in past episodes where you can have an ad right on top of, right before a bigger one plays, like an NFL one. Yeah. Real quick here, a little ad insertion. Don't forget to check out the Social Media Marketing Society. This is the place where marketers go to want to learn deep tactics, specifically on the major social platforms. And we bring in experts. And I know Madeline, I'm nearly confident you've been one of the trainers in there. And we multiple times a month do live training, typically 90 minutes long. So if you want to understand how to do some of the latest stuff on some of the bigger platforms, and be sure to check out socialmediasociety.info. Now, Madeline, you have a relatively new podcast right? I want everybody to check out your Twitter account and um, tell them how to find you on Twitter. And then also do do a plug for this All Things Audio podcast real quick, because I think a lot of people might find it really interesting. Yeah, well, definitely connect with me on Twitter at Madeline Sklar and also through my website, MadelineSklar.com. I do have uh, this newer podcast because I'm all in on Twitter spaces and I've been recording a lot of my regular rooms in there. And so me and my co-host, Suze Cooper, we come on every Wednesday afternoon and talk about all things audio because there's so much happening in social audio. So we turn it into a podcast. So if you go to your favorite podcast app and put in all things audio, you'll find us in there. Madeline Sklar, thank you again for coming. And folks, thank you for joining us today. Those of you that are here live and those of you that are listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. And until next time, be wise with your marketing decisions. We'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.